Hi everyone, welcome to the Eligible Bachelor podcast. My name is Rashid Ige, and in the studio we have. My name is Johan. And my name is Troy. Oh, um, so I am the founder, Rashid. I am the founder of the Eligible Bachelor. Um, started it last year in May, i.e., 2015, and we finally come almost round 100%. Um, and started with a podcast. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I also found a not-for-profit organization by the name of Finest Foundation, which works with the homeless and youth. Um, and I work at a hospital. You guys want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves and what you do? Yeah, I follow this man with many talents. <laughs> My name's Troy. Um, currently work as Insights and Evaluation, or as I call it. A mixture of dates and social media, just seeing how they both work together for brands. And also my pressing projects is videography. I studied digital media at London Met, graduated with a first, and I did, a, I still do actually, freelance videography, and I dabble in animation, 2D animation. 3D, you don't want to do it. <laughs> so my name is Johan, or at DJ Yo, as known on my social media. <laughs> I'm an actor, commercial model, presenter, and a fun fact, I'm a big coffee snob. I love coffee and I'm a juicer myself. I'm so opposite. Like, I'm more of a hot chocolate guy. Coffee is just... Yeah, hot chocolate too. <laughs> I think coffee is a bit, slightly a bit too pretentious at times. Like, I mean, what annoys me is people come into a coffee shop and ask for decaf. Coffee should be full of caffeine. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. So a little bit about the Eligible Bachelor saying, um, a lot of people have come up to me and asked, what is the Eligible Bachelor? Is it a dating site or... But it's not. I mean, the reason why it was started up initially was... Um, which kind of represents the name was, I thought a lot of females from when they were young, they were trained to kind of, you know, be in a relationship or think about marriage as the end goal. Whereas men on the other hand, weren't necessarily, were, you know, raised to kind of, you know, make money, I guess, be the breadwinner. And that's what started, that was the mentality that started it. So the name Eligible Bachelor fits that. But when when I started the discussions and started asking people about, like, about the idea, things that kept popping up are discussions that men don't necessarily like having, such as talking about mental health, prostate cancer, domestic violence. And it kind of transformed into something that was more about preparing a man for marriage to something that was more about the men and like, not necessarily focusing on the women as we do most of the rest of our lives. So um, yeah, that, that's where it started. So I guess the first topic I kind of want to cover is um, why is this platform even needed? Is it, is it needed? And what do you guys think about it? Good question. Um, I think it's taking a. I think it's the right time to have it, considering. So we're in a generation where a lot of discussions happen. Mm. I think that's fair to say. Um, whereas before, we wouldn't even start these conversations. I mean, Twitter's full of hot debates, and a lot of people say it's, it, we've become a more sensitive generation, particularly with the topics online. We've seen the reactions of certain things. I don't think 20, 20 years ago, they were probably, you know, wouldn't bat an eyelid at some of the things. Now we'll be calling HR. Like, that's the yeah. generational change. Um, but in general, we do need to have certain conversations. Obviously, for me as well, I do a lot of stuff within mental health. I try to do it behind the scenes, mm. like talk to people. It's little things like listening and talking and you start to learn about people. I don't think as men we have these conversations enough. So you can see the point of the platform. Yeah. It's just that are men ready to engage with the platform? That's the other yeah. interesting thing. And that's what well. I'm saying. Like trying to get guys to engage is most probably the most difficult so far. Like so I mean your hand, what what's your what do you think? As men we don't like to share our feelings or get around other men or like have a brotherhood you wouldn't really want to share about your story mm -hmm. your personal stuff 
like with regards to health because nowadays in the media women it's okay for women to share their mm. feelings whereas as men mm. they'll think of you as a wuss yeah. and for me no one knows it because it's personal but I I just be bulimic and then I ended up self-harming but I mm. didn't share with anyone else mm. as men we don't share yeah. and I think this is a great platform to discuss without no judgment yeah to be fair though like these days like Stormzy obviously released his album he mm. spoke about depression um, so you're getting different types of men sharing as well. I think we can say in general, yeah. men don't share. But I also think it's a bit tricky because you can't say just like men don't share. Yeah, exactly. Because now artists, big, big artists, mm -hmm. like realistically, Stormzy's like two steps away from being a road road man. Yeah. And he's talking about depression. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. So some discussions are happening. So it's improving a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely. And there's something that I'd love to see continue because... I consider sometimes I sit down and think, what are the positives and negatives of not talking about it? Because personally, as an individual, I mean, I've always grown up to the term um, be a man and trying to understand what be a man means whilst not really understanding what a man is. Not necessarily, I mean, my dad's been around and that's never been, it's not one of those situations. But there isn't a guide, there isn't like a, a step by step, you know, outline of what it is to be a man. You can have there's different types of men, for example. Some, and that's one thing I was I was talking to someone about the other day actually. Um, things where if a guy likes pink, because society is associated with pink with females, if a man decides he likes pink, he then becomes feminine. And we've associated speaking about feelings or being emotional mm -hmm. to females. So if we start speaking about emotions or getting emotional, we almost are deemed feminine, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. like, why is that the case? Why should there be such, I guess, a dichotomy in, you know, who what's associated to? I think it's the old stereotype. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Stereotype. Um, but I guess it's easy to group people. I always see, like, in terms of, like, three generational shifts, it's about making things easier. And that's how I see it. So in terms of, like, the whole breadwinner woman at home, the girl has the feelings, the man doesn't. It almost seems like a thing of, yeah, this is how we compensate and coexist. There's more to that. Sometimes, you know, there's certain things women want to do, certain things men want to do, and you have to find a balance. It shouldn't just be A or B. I think now people are trying to find a balance. I think that's the difference. Um, but yeah, I, would, it's, I think with platforms like these, it does make it difficult. Um, to define being a man. Because as obviously the podcast goes along, you're going to find different men. They're going to have different feelings. Some people might want, may not want to share it. Some people will. And that's what it will make it difficult to, I guess, do what society does and put a box around you. Yeah. People like to categorise things. If you're a singer, you can sing a hundred genres, but you must be pop, you must be R&B. Exactly, yeah. If you're a person, you must be this kind of person. Mm. If you follow a few traits, you can't be multidimensional for some reason. Yeah, exactly. You must label yourself as this. And mm. then I think we're starting to realise it's not always the case. Yeah. I mean, what does what effects does, I guess, not speaking about your emotions or not being vocal, what, what sort of effects do you think that can have on a guy? And I think this platform is quite useful for me I never grew up with a father figure mm. so I wouldn't know what being a man is really about because I never had a father figure to look mm. after so I think this is a great platform mm. to share mm -hmm. um, I guess to answer that 
I guess you it can come out in adverse ways. Okay. So if you can't share and it becomes too much, you could either just cut yourself off mm. and just not talk to people or you could be aggressive or a hundred million things. You get what I mean? Mm. I don't be like, I think the stereotype is you lash out. Yeah. I don't think that's always the case. Like you might have friends as I'm speaking right now who all of a sudden just switched off from you. Mm. They're thinking, oh, right, why would they do that? Maybe because they can't express yeah. what they're feeling. They're thinking, do you know what? Instead of me just being a problem to everyone, I'm just going to take myself out, mm. do what I need to do and just continue because yeah. they don't know how to deal with it. I think dealing, I think the, the repercussions of, I guess, not talking about certain things, you could end up just isolating yourself in various different ways from people you care about or things you need to do, which can be, I guess, dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's a serious thing. I mean, mm-hmm. isolation from your friends, number one, what effect would that have on your friends? And how does that, you know, if you don't have someone to talk to, the sort of mental, the, the way your mind will start working can be quite scary like so i feel like i mean i've always said on my social media if anyone needs help or if anyone wants to talk to, to anyone i'm always here to, to listen because i know what it is like not to have anyone to talk to and i've also know i also know what it's like to need help and not be able to get that help if that makes sense so if i guess if more men kind of make that clear to their friends that i'm your friend just just come talk to me you know you're not sure not great. i think that can be a bit dangerous okay um, I think you have because I see it in social media all the time yeah yeah mm. if there's a problem talk to me mm. but if you're not a good listener and that's yeah. the key if you're not a good listener it becomes mm. dangerous if the person who's speaking to you just wants to talk in general it's different yeah. if you're having bands or whatever it's mm. different if someone's coming to you and they have some sort of mental health issue mm. and you start offering advice it becomes very very dangerous yeah. very quickly that's true. and you won't realise at the other end and I realised growing up a lot of people equate listening to giving advice. Mm. All you got to do is, is like, when I listen, I just ask questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to understand the situation. Because yeah. I know most of the times you've, you're you either trying to figure stuff out, mm. you're trying to make up your mind, and a lot of the times you're not looking for advice. Yeah. I mean, so from my... I'm talking from being on the other end, the listening side, I can feel like it can be dangerous to just offer myself. Yeah. So if someone's going through stuff, a lot of the times, if I don't feel prepared to listen, I think, do you know what, I'll step back let mm. someone else deal with it not because I'm being a horrible person because someone else might be better suited better to suited yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you don't want to make a situation worse mm. I mean but I'm just talking from one yeah no that makes sense because it's obviously some, that's what I'm saying like that's what I love the podcast to be something that you know we could all learn from like that's something that I didn't really I, I guess personally I wouldn't have considered it in that manner because I thought if you want to talk I'm here to listen mm-hmm. but at some point you're going to accidentally, either subconsciously or consciously, give advice that you're not qualified to give. Mm-hmm. Unless you have, you know, somewhere to refer them to, such, I don't know, any organisation. I mean, there are organisations such as Mind, I guess, mm-hmm. that work with, you know, mental health and, and stuff like that. Unless you refer them to, to them. Because you've never really gone through it, and even if you have, you've gone through it in a different way. The advice you give them, as you said, could be quite detrimental almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And I like the personal approach because, like, with social media, you can share stuff mm. by words, but you don't know how actually person's feeling until yeah. you meet them in person. Yeah. Like for me, as grown up, being Asian Oriental, mm. I hated my schoolhood because I used to get bullied a lot mm-hmm. by because the narrow-minded school, the yeah. school system. Now I like white focus because yeah. one of my teacher friends was recently saying that they 
teach about British values okay. and stuff. I used to get bullied. One time I had got chased by a cricket bat with some kids, but okay. the school did nothing. Uh-huh. It was all white-based. Mm-hmm. And I also ended up becoming bulimic, okay. but no one knew because I didn't know how to share it. Yeah. And that also ended up almost self-harming. For those who don't know what bulimic is, could you... Where you make yourself sick. Okay. Okay, cool. So how, how did you, as an individual, how did you overcome that? What was your... Who did you, who did you go to? or what I didn't really... Go for anyone because I was doing it myself because I think because mm. like because I used to get bullied a lot and mm. I think that's why I ended up doing it and then I ended up stupid doing a bit of self harm. Mm. That's when doing that self harm actually that's what made me convert to Islam last year. Okay. Because you know there's that verse in the Quran with hardship comes ease. Okay. Because I heard it on randomly. Okay. And because music heals. Mm. Okay, cool. So um, I mean, you said something earlier on about stupidly harming yourself. Uh-huh. I find that very, you know. To, I, mean, I think to just try to fit in, maybe. No, I get that. I get that. What I'm saying is, um, because you called it stupid, though, the people going through it at the time, I'm sure at the time you didn't think it was stupid. If you get what I'm saying. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you wanna? You have anything else to say? Rather than I mean, that's why I never wear short sleeves because I'm still like body conscious. I guess okay. it's the industry that I work in as well. Okay. But mm, that's why. And yeah, um, yeah. also, I feel if I tell my other friends, I feel. They think probably I'm a bit weird. Mm. They don't want to say it with me because yeah. I'm like depressing or. Because they don't understand you know, as well. Yeah. yeah. Go for it, TJ. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, I don't want to like. I don't. Be, it's this is a very tough topic because mm. you don't want to say certain things and you seem like you're glorifying it. Mm. But one thing I do want to say is if you do feel like self-harming like yourself and you've done it, I wouldn't call it stupidly. It, you did it, I, as far as I'm aware, from yeah. what I know about self-harm, it comes to a point of expression. That's mm. what I've been told. Obviously, it's not the same for everyone. Yeah, of course, yeah. It's an extreme form mm. of expression, I feel. But I don't feel like we can call it stupid because you got to that point. You got that pushed. That's the lowest of the low. Yeah, you got pushed to that point. And it's not... It's like, as I, as you're saying, I'm thinking, right, if only someone was there, do you yeah, get what I well, mean? Exactly. It's not, it, it's not stupid on your part. Obviously, I get where you're coming from your statement. But at the same time, there has to be understanding on other people's part that, mm. you know, he, it's not a stupid thing that someone's done. Cause I've seen this on the timeline. Mm. It's someone who's going through a lot of things and it's almost like getting, it's almost like getting in a ring with a professional boxer and yeah. keep getting hit, hit, hit. Uh-huh. Eventually you're going to do something. Yeah. You're going to crumble. Yeah. And that's the point of crumble. You have to understand what people are going through. Yeah, and it's a shame. Platforms like this is good because it's a shame you couldn't share it. Because you Maybe wouldn't. I share it because like, I, I count that as a form of disformity. And then during Kazan used to get bullied, maybe that made me more stand out more. But when I had that self-harming and then I became bulimic, I thought that would alienate me more. That's why I didn't share it or speak about it. Yeah. It was only recent that I started to open out. Okay. And, and it was okay. And how did it open mean. out? Like, yeah. And that? it's okay for, I know it might sound like to some guys, but because of the stereotype, mm. it's okay to sometimes cry as well. Yeah, of course. I was reading a book, I think it was by Mallory Blackman a little while ago, saying um, either big boys cry or big boys don't cry or something like that. But basically challenging the notion that men don't cry. Me personally... Shout out Mallory Blackman, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got me through the secondary school days. But if um, me personally, like, I find it a bit awkward if a, if a man's to tell me that he's never cried. Like, I find, how, can you, how can you not have... 
I don't know. I mean, who am I to say, innit? Like, but... No, I, I understand. Mm. You you live in... Did you grow up in Campbell? Yeah, well, around South East London. Yeah, so I went to uh, Michael Ramsey. Okay, And yeah. obviously, goes. when it goes... When it comes to stuff like this, it's very hyper-masculine. Okay. So it, it's it's not them telling you they haven't because they haven't. Mm. It's them telling you because they don't want to seem weak. Yeah, exactly. Do you get what I mean? And like you said, it's still seen as weakness mm. if you cry. I'm not going to say it's strength. It's just another emotion. Yeah, I think we just have to see things as just emotions. If you're are, jo- yeah. yeah, if you're joyful, you're joyful. If you're upset, you're upset. It's mm. part of your human makeup. Yeah. Some people are moody, some people aren't. Exactly. I mean, there's someone I work with, she's happy all the time. Sometimes I don't want to be like that, but then I'm not that kind of person. Yeah, if you're, exactly. you're a person, you're mm. different makeup. Um, but I think you should be allowed to express all Emotion. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think you should be a. You should have to contain if you don't want to contain. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That goes back to your um, statement about being put in box or putting things in boxes. Like you can be happy today and sad tomorrow. There's nothing wrong with it. Like at the end of the day, and the day we're human beings, and the fact that we feel these emotions just goes to show that it's normal. That it should. It's something that as human beings that we should be able to express. I think we don't share our emotions as mm. men. It's like the taboo of being like with the subject of mental health. Mm. Health issues. That's why we don't share it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like mental health and with emotions. As guys, yeah. we don't share it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I don't want listeners to think that this the show's always going to be you know sad and downhearted. So we're going to be talking about a range of things such as like finance and you know um, physical health and things along those lines. Um, but today, I mean, the conversation just kind of went this way based on you know what what we've opened up. Um, but yeah, um, we're going to move on to anything recent so we were talking earlier on about leadership and you know i just kind of said that if we're going to have a conversation about leadership that donald trump will come up um i'm not talking about his um politics per se i'm talking about the question i kind of want to put out is how important is it as i guess men to show a positive stance as in to show a positive um image to those who i guess the younger the younger generation how important is it as men to kind of represent something positive what would you guys because they're going to be the next they're going to be the next generation mm. and they want to aspire to be like you because mm. they're going to be the next like doctors or work in media or mm. wherever and the way you act and show mm. I guess you'll be a role model for them the question okay cool do you think as an individual you have a responsibility to like portray being a man in a positive way to people I guess you don't necessarily know say for example on the train speaking to the mic it's a podcast guys <laughs> guys shake your head Sally <laughs> Sally talking about that mm. and I'll get on top of her nowadays we lost small talk or just general conversation but earlier yeah. today mm. some we asked some random guys for a direction they actually walked us all the way to the supermarket yeah, exactly. yeah. so that was quite good because yeah. normally no one would do that yeah, nowadays, they don't yeah. have time for you guys yeah but is it our responsibility to, to <laughs> <laughs> no so he's no, gonna he's gonna teach no, us what's the positive no, 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 it's not it's, you see oh. now, i have to ask this question it's you know a, to kind of keep it juicy you know <laughs> it's a tough no you, all right, see, this is the thing. This is what I don't like. People mm. like to force that responsibility. Yeah, of course. Like, oh, yeah, because you're older, you need to act a certain way. You mm. can't just be like, like you just want to be you. Exactly. But then people are telling you that, nah, because of the younger generation, got to be a certain way. Mm. The, the issue is, as well, is there's this conception of if you are good, that uh, you will be an influence, mm. maybe on one, but 
I can't come. I can't compare myself to Pogba. Okay. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, exactly. His level yeah. of influence is different to mine. Yes. Yeah, so okay. yeah, as good as I can be, yeah, it may influence my home yeah. or maybe the youngest, depending on where I live. So yeah. it could be the youngest on the block if I live that way. Yeah. And if there's no other influence. Mm. At the end of the day, if if you're growing up and there's certain things you want, I use Pogba as an example because mm. one of the things he has that people want is money. Mm. Same with Stormzy. Yeah, of course. And yeah. that image and, you know, they got girls, cars, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So if they're positive, it's a bit different. So Stormzy doing what he's doing now, yeah. it's a bit different. Yeah, you get what I mean? For yeah. a generation coming up. If... I feel like though they are forced into those influencer positions because yep. you know somebody really came up from grime artists. Known as a grime artist, you're talking about what's real to you. Yeah. So, if real to you is being a skeng man on the mm. roads, that's real to you. Yeah, but course. unfortunately, it does influence. But they're forced in a position where people are saying that, well, you know, because your music's influential, whether it's real to you or not got to kind of change it yeah. it works for him it's his album just suited him to of the course, ground yeah, yeah, and since punk was moved i haven't heard of any trouble he's given mm. which is i guess a positive so it works like that but then they're kind of forced into those roles because now yeah. what if i don't know we we'll use enough maybe Rashford he's coming up people see him I'm what if he, I'm not a football sorry, guy I know this one I know football they're all, they're all football guys okay, so, okay. I've used them because normally they are role models yeah of course yeah, growing yeah. Up. so say he just did the madness mm-hmm. or whatever and then kids start doing the madness people jump on him yeah of course yeah but he was kind of pushed into that role do you mm-hmm. get what I mean but I guess the other argument is if you go into high positions so if you're an actor um, singer yeah. musician footballer mm-hmm. whoever you are once you get to a certain level I guess you have to assume responsibility. Okay, cool. But so I don't was, I don't know if that works for everyone mm, though. So would you associate okay, would it be said in general, I don't wanna put it on you, is would it be better said that I guess the more well known you are or once you've grown a once you establish some sort of influence, yeah, then you have to, to assume the responsibility. It gets complex though, doesn't yeah, it? Cause it does, yeah. Because then brands and stuff starts to come into play. Yeah, that's I mean true. if you grew it's like saying oh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, some sort of rapper who's come up. Like, yeah. you followed from the yeah, end age. all the way up to the top of the charts. You've watched him, and then all of a sudden... He's talking something else. Some sweet boy music. Okay, like, yeah, And then you're kind of like... That's fake. Now, yeah, exactly. exactly. So it becomes hard for him to be an influence, because yeah. now it's like, but that's not who I know. Exactly. Unless they start off like that, yeah. it's like, that's not who I know. If they start so, off like that, they're not selling most of the time. You see what I mean? This is where it becomes tough. And then people are like, oh, you should be, you know, a role model. You can be. I'm not saying don't be. And please, if you can do in your community, try it by all means. Because you might help someone. Not everyone's influenced by football. That should be if if you want to as an individual. Yeah, I think there's enough individuals these days that you can see that want to. Mm. And it's little things like, you know, people wanting to be better than their dads. Oh, I didn't know my dad, so I've had a child. I'm always going to be there and mm. do my best. That's yeah. positive. I mean, you're not you're not influential on a scale. Yeah. But that's not forced on you. You've decided that. Look, I've had a child. I am receiving responsibility no matter what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay through thick and thin. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I think yeah. things like that help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think you can then force people to be an upstanding member yeah, of the community. Really people awesome. have different lifestyles. Yeah. People make mistakes. Yeah. Some people intentionally do wicked things. People yeah. are different. So. Sure, yeah. What do you think, Alan? I agree with you. Yeah. Nice. For me, influence is just like positive people who that anyone that has aspirations for career, not mm. being a bum, doing nothing. Yeah. I guess it's also down to the individual as well. If as a young man, 
I see a person doing negative and I feel like that's what I want to be like, then I'm going to be influenced by the negative. And if I see someone, if I'm an individual who wants to aspire for positive, I'm going to seek out people doing positive to take as role models. So it's down to the individual. So I guess the advice I have to give to the young people is <laughs> look for positive you know, role models Maybe. if you want to... Yeah. And also, you don't need to follow any like role model. You can be a role model by yourself if yeah. you're living a good life and mm-hmm. you aspire to achieve things mm-hmm. and not just lie around doing nothing. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I guess what who's to say what a good life is? That's like when people say, "Oh, um, uh, would you consider yourself successful?" Like, what the hell does successful for me, mean? Success- What's successful? Successful <laughs> for me is being healthy and alive, okay. and you're lucky to be alive. Mm. Okay, what do you think? When I get there, I'll let you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I get there, I'll let you I know. I always feel like, I mean, one, th- one, I guess, personal definition of success for me is it's not, on the, it's not in the way that they describe success as something that you're aspiring to. It's little things like if I set a goal and I'm successful at achieving it, that's a form of success for me, if that makes sense. So it's almost like every day I'm winning and yeah, it makes me feel okay. good. But if I'm continuously trying to chase something which is considered success that I don't know the definition of, I'm never, how am I going to really be happy? I don't know how I'm really going to be happy if I don't know what successful means. For me, successful is being being healthy, got a roof over my head, mm. and I've got food. Because mm. there's loads of people in the third world without nothing. Because mm. without health, you can't do nothing. Okay. Health is the best mm-hmm. wealth you okay. need. And there's a quote by this motor speak. It actually, it's a yoga guy called Yogi Bhajan. Okay. His quote is, health is the greatest wealth. Mm-hmm. That's what my life motto is. Help okay. without health, you can't do nothing. That's very true. Yeah, that's very true. I think it depends on your background as well mm. and what you've experienced in life. Okay. I guess will determine what um, what you deem as success. I think that also plays in your other question about influence as well. Mm. If you're, I don't know, eleven, what is success? Mm. If it's the money and cars, your influence has changed. Yeah, of course. And if it's and if it's and the the speed and degree you need to acquire it also changes with yeah. influences. I think that's when the whole positive role model thing becomes a bit difficult mm. because it also depends on the person as well. What are they aiming for? Like mm. you said, what success is for them? Mm. Obviously, pressures in societies, success is uni that's for some people. Yeah. Like from a family base, I know yeah. a lot of people, it's you have to go to uni. Well, what if it's for you, you just want a career in mm. something? What if you don't even want a career? What if you want to work on yourself? All these options aren't laid out for you to be successful because there's this worry of you not being yeah. successful I in society. Yeah. Um, but I like your thing about goals. I think I don't know what to ter- determine success as because success will change constantly for yeah, me. Of course, yeah. So, but then I think for some people as well, I actually think they enjoy chasing. Okay. Like they keep setting themselves those goals. Some people don't, mm. but some people it's almost like they just enjoy it. It's like once they get it's like oh, because sometimes I have to. It's like some people have to remind you, no, you've actually succeeded. Mm. It's like oh, is this it? Exactly. Honestly, yeah, but exactly. it's a big deal. It could yeah. be a big deal. <laughs> like, but you just be there. Like oh, is that it? Or I'm going to say another goal. Yeah. And you just enjoy the whole exactly. process. We don't. You know what they say? Like even in regards to I don't know it's conversation I didn't really want to go towards females, but you know when um, people say some men enjoy the chase rather than you know getting it so they'll be on, interested in their female for so long and then when they finally get the lady it's like okay cool so I got her. what now mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's kind of hold similar. it down yeah exactly <laughs> exactly you find a good thing hold it <laughs> trying to be positive role model so easy mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah no I, I definitely agree definitely agree are you an older sibling yeah I'm the first first born yeah 
do you feel a responsibility? I have no choice. I come from a Nigerian household. Like, my mum's talked to me today saying, remember, Rashid, you're the firstborn, so therefore. So I feel like, yeah. So how do you feel about that? Because obviously, now, we were talking about you supposedly having a choice, mm. right? Because I feel like you do deserve to have a choice. You shouldn't have. To. I'm in the same situation, I understand. Okay. But then it's a, something I kind of was happy to do. Okay. I don't know how it feel. I mean, you might be the same, but I don't know how it feel how it would feel if you weren't happy to do it. But how? what kind of pressures does that bring? Because you're firstborn, you're navigating the world. Yeah, you, you're only what? How old are you from your sibling? 24. <laughs> 10 years. You're just a 10 years yeah, gap. So yeah. you've got into certain stages where like, you're still navigating and your sibling's born, then you're told, yeah, you're, you're sort of responsible because yeah, exactly. of your, yeah. your influence. But then they've got 100 other influences too. Yeah. So it's like any which way... It comes back to you. What kind of pressures does that bring? Oh, it brings. Personally, I feel like it brings a lot of pressure. Number one, um, I feel like I'm not allowed to get things wrong in front of them, which, I mean, the one thing I had um, as an issue with my master's dissertation is, I felt like my um, supervisor didn't allow me to get things wrong. He wanted things to be done because it's part of his research, and I didn't like that. I like navigating the world in a way where you're allowed to learn from your mistakes, to make mistakes and learn from it. But I feel like in front of my siblings, when it comes to like things like education or even just life lessons, and I feel like I'm allowed to get things wrong because if they see me getting it wrong, they will then get it wrong, if that makes sense. And it's almost like it hinders the life that I'm living at times. Which, I mean, I love them to bits and obviously I want them to learn the best, but I'm always conscious of those coming behind me because it's not just my siblings. In my area, I'm the oldest in my area. Mm-hmm. So everyone else around the area, i.e. the Nigerian community, the African community mostly, I'm the guy that they look up to, or oh, she's the one who went to university first in the area, or oh, she's the first one to work, you know, things like that. So yeah, there is, there is a lot of pressure. And is it pressure because of the culture and upbringing? A mixture, I think. Personally, I think it's a mixture. Um, a mixture of culture and personal responsibility that I've given myself. Um, even things like working with the homeless, for example. Um, the other day we were talking about getting onto the housing, um, getting onto the housing market and trying to, you know, get a house through the, the council. And then a friend of mine was like, oh, how, um, oh shit, I don't even know if I can say this. Basically, there was a letter that was written on her behalf because her mum kicked her out of the house, basically. I don't know how true that was, mm-hmm. but I'm saying as an individual who's been working with the homeless, if I then say that I'm homeless, how does that make, does it, you know what I mean? How does that make me look? And then how does that make, what does that look like to my siblings if they catch wind of that, for example? There is, there is a lot of pressure personally, I think. What do you guys think? You I think, think with your culture and stuff, cause mm-hmm. I'm, I'm from how Korea. You culture? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Korean Asians, mm-hmm. we're brought up like that, show respect, so the oldest are always right. Okay, yeah. Are oh, they always right though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so I'm Ghanaian, so mm. I get the whole firstborn thing. I had so it's a double issue. I had pressure, but there's also this pressure of no, it's not a pressure. It's also this unhelpfulness of like like you. It's the same. The oldest is always right. Mm. I know I'm not always right. Do you get what I mean? And from a late age, I personally had to learn how to apologise to my younger siblings mm. for me doing stuff to them that I wouldn't tolerate. Okay. Do you get what I mean? That's yeah. tough. Especially when they're being smug about it. It's yeah, kind exactly. of... It's, kind of you get, it's painful still to this day. I'm not going to lie. Just mm. apologising. But at the same time, it has to be done because, like you said, 
pressures aside, like they need to learn that when you do wrong, you've done someone wrong. Exactly, yeah. So it doesn't go one way for one. So then I'm battling that as well. Yeah. So I'm not just battling the fact that like the pressures. Obviously, I don't have the pressures of the ends on me. Like mm. it's just the household. Yeah. I'm no longer in, but there's mm, no, nah, there's no pressure. I'm not mm. in it anymore. Was there pressure but, to move out though? No, I, I there's pressure on myself because okay. of the sit- living situation to get out. Okay. But there wasn't pressure to kind of move out and. I think it was expected, but you just have to kind of, I guess, manoeuvre out. I think it's good for, obviously, future parents as well, people who potentially have their first child. I know there's this thing as well on Twitter, and just general, wherever I've been in life, when you ask people, oh, would you want first a boy or a girl? Oh, I want a boy to protect my the younger ones. Yeah. It's kind of like you've already already before they've even born, this person, you've already put pressure on them. Yeah, of course. They've been here yet. Mm. And you've already put bare pressure on them to be a protector. Yeah. What if they're, you know, an introvert? What if they're not like that? Exactly. Do you get what I mean? What if then they are like that and they go completely... Beyond, yeah, yeah, beyond and they just... Protect everyone. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> it just it gets a bit mad. Do you get what I mean? And I think sometimes when it comes to, I guess, leadership, those are the conversations people don't have. Yeah. It's easy to talk about, I guess, role models. When you bring it back to the home, it gets political. Because yeah. because even when we have to talk, like in our family, if there was a leader, even though my stepdad's there, everyone will say it's mum. Mm. My mum isn't there, that house is falling apart. Yeah. But she delegates and she does stuff. She doesn't just, she seems bossy and she seems naggy, but that's debatable between mm-hmm. us, isn't it? But she delegates, she runs stuff and yeah. she's now, able to have equal say. Okay. I think that's part of being a leader. Definitely. I think a lot of men seem to be bossy. This is what I've seen. Mm. I think it's changing, but I think a lot of men have seen bossy instead of delegating yeah. and helping where there needs to be help as opposed to just, yeah, you do this, you do that. I'm just going to go work, come back, yeah. make sure my food is ready. I think that's when the lines of leader and delegator get confused. Yeah. Isn't that still... The mindset of the old stereotype of what a man and a wife meant to be, maybe. What do you mean in regards to the household and household or business? You see, that's the thing. I would have thought so, but people think it's not. Mm. If you can just, if you do two two washing up and a bit of hoovering, mm. it's all right to mm. delegate to then expect food and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But then when it when I think they think it's not old because. They've done a little bit of housework. Yeah. When you start to encompass everything, so that's bills, shopping, um, cooking, mm. cleaning. Looking after the kids. Childcare, yeah. yeah, looking after your kids. Not just looking after, sometimes it's about taking them out. Yeah. Sometimes now, is your wife able to go out? Because I haven't really seen this, like when we talk about media and stuff. Mm. I haven't seen it on media where the wife, it's like the dad takes them out for the fun bit mm. and the wife looks after them, as yeah. opposed to the wife like going, yeah, you know, take the kids to the cinema, go and have fun yourself, yeah. or we go as a family, or the guy takes, exactly. like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of balance to it that I don't think we talk about or we even look at. Mm. So long as it's not like, so long as, like I said, you do a little bit of washing up and hoovering, you're 100% better than the exactly. generation yeah. before. Yeah. That's what I think. So even though, like you said, there is a sense of, like, it's the same as the old generation, because people do a little bit, they feel like that little bit's enough to justify that it's not, like how it yeah, used to exactly. be a bit better. They follow the traditions than the modern. They, yeah, so, they do, but then they try to fl- throw, it, yeah. throw little things in there to just be like, yeah, yeah. but we're better exactly, still. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's not enough, though, to be honest. Like At the end of the day, we're at, in this generation, it's more, I don't want to say a 50-50 kind of thing, it's more, <sighs> we're a partnership, basically, and understanding that is a partnership. And I feel like what you're saying in regards to um, mum delegating, 
Um, that even goes to the workplace as well. A good leader isn't someone who necessarily says, you know, you guys go and do whatever and I'm going to chill. A good leader is someone who, you know, I guess identifies either what you like or what your strengths are and associates it with you doing it because you enjoy it and you're good at it. And then, you know, does a part of it as well. Doesn't leave everything to the person who's working. And that's basically what mum's doing, like. And also, like, what you're saying in regards to, um, you know, the men, you know, keeping the kids at home. I mean, the men taking the kids out for the fun part. It could be the other way around, you know. You can create opportunities for your wife to go and have fun. And I feel like that's extremely important. It's even, at times, maybe even more important than, you know, you having fun. Because as a mother, once society makes it seem like once a woman has a baby, you know, life is kind of shut down to an extent for X amount of, of years because, number one, you know, she may not be able to work. Where I was working initially, the guy who was there, he took maternity leave. So he's a, he's a father who took maternity leave for six months so his wife can carry on working because she wanted to. Mm-hmm. And she was making more money, so it kind of made sense. But how many men's ego would allow that, you know, nowadays? Like, you know, our ego's quite fragile. Yeah, I think we're in a generation though that where things are starting to change a little bit. Mm. I wouldn't say it's like a massive change, it's just a little bit. Mm. So things like that can possibly happen. And I don't think... I think it needs to get a stage where people just don't bat an eyelid. Mm. When it gets to that, it's fine. I don't think big deals need to be made out of these things. Yeah. If a guy wants to go on maternity leave, cool. Okay, mm. cool. Exactly. If a woman wants to okay, cool. Okay. You know, where do we... That's your business, that's your priority. Okay. If you're getting married, would you take your wife's last name? Um, we discussed this. I said I would, actually. Okay. Because it's a his- her, her last name's more of a historical thing. Okay. So... I was talking to my current girl. She was like, no, okay. I'd rather not. So then, do you get what I'm yeah, yeah, discussion? Yeah. I was like, because she, I asked, because I was like, I wouldn't even mind double barreling it okay. because of, so it comes from particular history. I think it was a conversation between granddads. They fought in the war. Okay. And I think one of them died. Okay. So the guy, hmm. the, the one that survived, took the other one's last name. Oh, so it wasn't even oh. his. So I was like, right. So obviously, yeah. you know, it, should, it would make sense if we just took it because yeah. that's a big thing, you yeah, know. Yeah, of course, yeah, that's yeah. a best friend thing. That's they, a story to tell, yeah, yeah, you get what I mean? But she was like, no, rather not. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm like, all right, I'm fine, mm-hmm. if it happens. So I wouldn't... I guess that was my personal yeah. reason. To be fair, that made it easier. Okay. I think there, was, there will be a part of me that if it wasn't a story, yeah, that would be... Nah. Yeah, will, I'm not going to lie, it would yeah, hurt. It would be yeah, like, what? Yeah. His name? What? Yeah. Huh? I was like... You're getting married to your dad. Yeah, what? What? I have to have like a deep think and... And there's also and there's other pressures as well coming home. Mm. Oh, your mum would be like, oh yeah, Mrs. Adu. What? No, I uh, kept my name. Exactly. And then your mum's looking at you like, what's going exactly. on? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so much. Yeah. It's so much unpacking. It mm. really is. Yeah. I, so really I don't know. know. I honestly, on that front, yeah. I don't know yeah. how you feel. I read about an article about it, and I find it quite interesting. Like the guy also, he said something about there was history to it. It was more of a, I think, an Irish name than his was. Or Jewish name, I think it was. Mm-hmm. More of a Jewish name than his was. So he decided he'd take a last name. I personally, yeah, as I said, male ego is a bit fair. I don't know if that's that's me. Like, my last name, I love it. Like, I really do like it. But I don't, I don't know. Okay. I think we're not there yet <laughs> as a society. And I'm not there yet as an individual, maybe. What about you? Well, I wouldn't know. I'm still single. Okay. And I'm 30. Okay. And now it's been... Going back to being a man, mm. there's pressure like, because I'm 30 now, I should be settling down. But I'm happy being single because mm. I'm... Not because I haven't found the right one, because mm. I'm still doing the stuff that I want to do. yeah. Growing Mind, as an individual, mm, personal yeah. development. Yeah. And also, going back to that note, I think people stick to still tradition. So tradition is 
that the wife takes on the male's yeah. surname. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's a tradition. Right? Mm-hmm. And even from, I don't know, I don't know why it's so difficult to kind of understand. Like, it's almost like you're laying your, I don't know. Yeah, it's very ingrained, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like gender issues as well. It's yeah. just a name for me. I even the last name isn't called last name, it's called surname. Like. Yeah. <laughs> why is it so, it's a bit, hmm. And I'm not saying that we should go out, you know, and try to, you know, change it to her name, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that it's a conversation, you know, that is interesting to consider. Depends on your culture, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And also race. You're fucking deep thought, yeah, right? I am. <laughs> so oh my gosh. You're right. <laughs> thinking maybe you wanted to change nah. back to the other one. <laughs> nah, yeah, you know what? Because you're saying it's like, it's just a name. I'm yeah. just like. It's like. But I don't, I'm trying to figure out what it is in me that's trying to stop this. Because yeah. it can't be, I don't know if it's ego or the problems that surrounds it. Do you get what I mean? Because mm. as you're saying, it's like, but he's right. Mm. Like, I, you know, I'm hearing yeah. it. It's just a surname. It's just a name. Mm. It's not that deep. But then it's like, why am I feeling like it's deep? It is that deep. deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you'll cut me deep. <laughs> and, but you're, it's, it's like a strong contradiction yeah. that I, I can't explain mm. it. I think it's one of those things in regards to traditional versus modern that is very heavily ingrained. Like, there's no shaking it. It's one of those things that, regardless of, you know, what you believe, it's something that a lot of people, mm. even those people who are modern about it, still kind of follow. So that I, maybe there isn't enough people standing up against it or standing up opposing it that we're starting to think, okay, maybe it's socially acceptable. I don't know if it's socially acceptance that's kind of hindering us, but... Mm-hmm. Still, regardless, I don't. I don't think that's that's. It's me. just a name, like kind of like yeah. race or color. It's nothing to do with it. You're just human. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. But in terms of so, in terms if it's just the name and stuff, in terms of so, I had this discussion because so proposal. Mm. Would you oh let? Yeah, no, no, because this is what I did. <laughs> so my girlfriend was like, "Yeah, go propose, blah blah blah." And then she was like, if you don't propose, I will. Mm. I was like, all right, if you propose, I'll plan the wedding. Then mm. she stopped in her tracks. Yeah. Like, pardon, excuse me. Like, Because then on the on the flip side, that's what they're, they're getting yeah. to, isn't it? Exactly. Like, it's so if, exactly. So for you, like, if your girlfriend or partner propose, yes, would, you, would you actually plan the wedding? Would you let her propose and do everything? Would you rather she didn't propose at all and okay. you propose? That's one of those tricky questions. If... Would, oh. I don't think, you know what, yeah, I think the only issue for me would be that I may not be ready at the time of her proposal and I'm not going to hide it. I'm going to tell you that I'm not ready and that might cut you deep. But it flips both ways because then she you, might not be ready. You, you could, then she's not ready. <laughs> How no, are you feeling? Generally, I feel like um, based on the conversation that we have, it will be clear when she's ready based on the way that I guess we communicate, but it won't be clear when I'm ready. If that based on the way that we communicate as an individual, I mean, other people will be a lot more expressive. Oh, I want to marry you um, as soon as this happens, you know. But I, I don't know. I don't know. If but if she took all right, so if she did that, in terms of doing things and putting a step forward, because mm. we are talking about leadership. Yeah. As a leader, and all the leading things you've done, if yeah. she went and done that, would that take away one of your, I guess, roles as a leader? Even though it's traditional, mm. I guess you're always seen as. In, in order to head the relationship, yeah. head, air quotations, head, yeah. Yeah, right? In order to head it, you have to kind of go through those steps. Mm. Would you feel a certain way and think, all right, if I can't propose, if I don't start mm. this off from this stem, then I can't be the quote-unquote head of the house? Yeah. I don't think I would feel like that. 
especially knowing the kind of girl that you're, you know, you're individuals with, if you understand how she, you know, perceives you, she she wants you to be the man of the house, for example, um, then that wouldn't really change anything because if you're if you're not acting like the man of the house, then it won't feel good for her. She's not something that she would appreciate, if that makes sense. But as an individual, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's something... I don't think that's something I would like. I'd love to be able to... Because I'm quite the romantic. I'd love to be able to do all of the, you know, flowers and petals and all of that, candles and all of that. I'd love to be able to do that mm-hmm. for her and kind of ask her for her hand. Mm-hmm. and know that she's accepts. She wants... Even though her proposing obviously shows that she wants it, just being able to kind of you know, take that step, which is a mighty step, and ask her to be my woman, mm-hmm. rather than having to answer to her, asking me to be her man. It's a, it's a tricky one, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but why are all of these things so difficult to, to accept for us? I don't know. Maybe probably tradition, society, and then masculinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part play with to do with it I think yeah I think so um, I think it also ties in with I guess what a man's supposed to be mm. you remember how like earlier I asked about the whole leadership thing yeah. and when you're born you've got to be right, yeah, right. Yeah. and as you said your mum's telling you saying things and as you said you know as the elders you're always right and there's all these things that come into play and then all of a sudden there's there's things you get taught mm. I think from growing up as well I don't think parents realise mm. like, I think when people say they want a boy to protect their the younger siblings it's yeah. just general positive things they, they're thinking positively mm. you're not thinking like right we're putting all this pressure they're thinking of course, yeah. yeah for all my kids they have someone aside from me yeah now i guess someone's going to be here listening to this debating that oh it could be a girl too yeah mm. it's a fair debate but what I, what i think as well is tradition has a big part of that yes i think from backgrounds like i said quote unquote head of the households mm. remember especially in the backgrounds we come from a lot of the jobs were laborers before yeah. they turned into kind of office jobs because yeah, you know in Africa there's office yeah, jobs yeah. but in various parts um, big big parts for the Americans mm. and everyone else who seems to think that Africa is small yeah, exactly. it's more than one nation exactly. but there's lots of different exactly. jobs out there but it did come from a labourist background yeah. a lot of people if you do talk to them they will know someone who's done the heavy lifting yeah, stuff. so maybe so. it comes with that kind of leadership thing of big strong protector thing yeah. but I guess even in discussions being a leader, all around this topic of being a leader, mm. what is then protection? Because I could be able to, we've talked about, so you've spoken about the importance of um, having someone to speak to. Is that protective, being a listener? Because, hey, if that stops you from hurting yourself, is that more protective than me being able to smash walls That's at your true. school? Because yeah. as a listener, it goes in one ear, out the other. Mm. So basically, I could be talking to you, but you don't really care. You're just listening. You're just doing the common YouTube. Goes in one ear, out the other. Yeah. You're not really thinking about it. You're not like, conscious of it. Sometimes that's. Sometimes there's people who just want you to listen. They just want to hear. They don't want you to say anything. It's just shut up. <laughs> Let they me may, vent at times. They may think you're attention seeker, maybe. Yeah, I mean, people vary. Do you know what is protection? Because that's mm. what I'm saying. Because in your scenario, you needed protecting. Mm. I, I can't. If in that scenario of you being protecting. What good would it be? Would it be if I came started punching everyone up? Yeah. If you needed someone to talk to, yeah. but the first forethought for everyone is, oh, someone that speaks strong. Exactly. Blah, blah. Yeah. What if everyone just needed someone to talk to? Yeah. So what for you throwing that in? What would be protection? And is this all the things that I guess 
a leader has to deal with and fight with. Mm. Like, someone has told me I'm a leader. Mm. What do I do? Yeah. What does this word mean? I mean, for you, what would all of this stuff mean? I don't know how leadership is defined. I don't know who defines it and who made it, you know, what it is now. But I think there's certain uh, qualities that makes a good leader. And that's something that's generic, mm-hmm. such as being a good listener. That's always been a quality of a good leader because if you don't hear what people, the feedback people are giving, there's no way you're going to improve either the service or the way you, you do things. Um, and also, I, I feel like one of the most important things personally anyway, for me, when I have any team, is to hear what people who I'm working with have to say. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm steering this ship and you're telling me there's an iceberg on the left and I don't listen to you, <laughs> we're Titanic in it. Yeah, like, and we don't have time for, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to do that. Oh, I hope that doesn't come across rude or anything. I don't know, all this PC stuff, I don't know how to do it. But, um, yeah, just listen to people. That's definitely a quality of a leader. Um, and I guess being, what's that word? Just being confident in your decisions at, at so times. decisive. Yeah, I guess that, that because otherwise you're just going to be dilly-dallying and, if someone has to be the leader you have to be decisive take all the information you've got and make a, a, a decisive decision if that makes sense so if you're not a decisive person but you've been forced to be a yeah, leader because that's uh, what happens uh, yeah, sure. you know what I mean so yeah. everyone's and it goes back to the role model stuff yeah. role model is technically a leader right yeah. but the person may not be decisive they may not have those qualities mm. because they're quote unquote a good person mm. all of a sudden now you're forcing them to be leaders and what happens with them because now like I've said there's so much pressure to be someone yeah. well if you're not that person what would it be like for them so say you've you've like you accepted your role you haven't even for you if you were just told throughout all the stuff that's going on for your life you were doing well in school whatever someone told you straight away you're responsible for all these children how you behave how you act gotta be like that but you wanna talk and scream out and say no this isn't good like, how do you react to that? How would you feel if someone came up to you and was just like, yeah, despite everything you're going through, yeah, you got to leave, you got to be your own model. How would that be for you? For me, same as what he said earlier, basically, for me, being a leader is being a good, good listener, a teamwork, teamwork that you can, like, motivate people. And saying you don't just bust them around because you're the leader. You're there to support and work as one, because as they say, teamwork, together, together everyone achieves more. more. Yeah. And going, talking about that, back to that being a man, it's like, I'm not sure if it's too masculine. How would you feel if your partner earns more than you? Yeah, that's a conversation that I had. So um, we were invited to um, a show called The Dale Show, which was on Climax Radio, shout out to Mary. Um, and the question was asked, and there was two guys, Invin and Alvin, I believe their names are, um, and the conversation. Me personally, at the end of the day, I said something along the lines of, if I'm able to, you know, carry out the... <laughs> sounds so wrong. I'm able to carry out the um, the basics, i.e., you know, sorting out the household, electricity and stuff like that, and food, then I'm good. As long as I can cover that. But then that's me saying I want to be a man, as in cover the stuff that's essential for a man to cover. But then it goes down to, you know, what, you know, I think it's all down to individuals. Like, me personally, I wouldn't mind. I don't care if she makes more money as long as I'm making enough. For me, it's just basically a name. It's just a title you give. It doesn't matter whoever does it. Mm. And that doesn't make you of a lesser man if your partner owns more. Yeah, of course. As long as you're doing your duty as yourself. Yeah, but who said what, who dictates what the duty is? 
It's just a name. So I guess it'll be a discussion between you and your wife, like. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's a tough one. You got. I think you got to earn a certain amount. That's yeah. what how I feel. I feel like if I know this day and age is hard to say, mm-hmm. but we had a discussion. I always say she's gonna earn more than me. Yeah. I think we've got two different kind of business ideas. Where yeah. hers is, if mine has the potential to earn millions, she's mm-hmm. a billionaire. Okay. Do you get what I mean? But then if I'm earning hundreds of thousands, do I care about how much exactly. she earns? You yeah, get what I mean? Exactly. Like from where I came from, mm. if I'm in, even the job I'm in now, is not that much. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I'm calm. Yeah. And then if she came in earning more. Yeah, exactly. Do you get what I mean? But it is tough. I think it was something I had to talk my, teach myself. Mm. Like even accepting gifts was tough. Mm. It sounds Same. dumb, doesn't yeah. it? No. But even accepting gifts from her, if it was a certain price, I'm like, no, nah, take it back. Yeah. Like, no, nah, you can't be doing exactly, this. Exactly, yeah. It wasn't even the fact that I had to match her or anything. It's the fact that she spent so much on it. I'm not mm. used to that. Never been taught about mm. that. If gifts of that price are coming from your mum, mm. your dad, mm. a sibling or yourself, they exactly. don't come from outside parties. Yeah. If they do, you would accept it from a friend, a male friend. Yeah. But for some reason, a female friend, it, it was just a bit... It didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like because, because you're always taught that you're supposed to lavish out. Mm. And, you're not even taught. You see it. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't like to use... In this scenario, I want you to talk because when you, I think when you watch stuff, when you see stuff, mm-hmm. you you take things in subconsciously. Course, yeah. So if all the time you see boys lavishing out mm. to get girls, and then all of a sudden you're with a partner, or whatever, however you met or whatever, yeah. and then she buys you, I don't know, a gold watch. You're saying they're like, but, but yeah, exactly, yeah. But, but I'm supposed to do that for you. Yeah, what, what happens now? Exactly. What's next? So what am I supposed to buy yeah. you? Like? What am I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah, exactly. You're What's my role in this? But yeah, it's. I think you, when you go through certain stuff, it helps you to guess. I guess understand that. Yeah. Yeah, like for, so. For me personally, going back to the whole thing, that money. I guess it depends on you as a person how much you earn, but money shouldn't be an issue. Mm. In terms, so long as you're both good, like you don't want one to be living off the other. Yeah, that exactly. It becomes dangerous and stressful as yeah. well. Obviously, there's going to be times you're going to have to help each other, mm. but you don't want one living off the other. But if she earned more, mm. I don't think... I'm not really concerned so long as we're all right yeah, and exactly. I'm doing my bit exactly. and earning my bit too. Yeah. You're saying that, does that mean that's how you define success? That if you are the breadwinner, you're successful, then your partner? No, my success is how much I want to earn. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how much she wants to earn. Because yeah, like, all that stuff is just materialistic stuff anyway mm. and just titles. I mean... I like materials, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I know it's materialistic, but I like materials, so... Exactly, yeah. No, but I get what you mean. Obviously, there's certain things like you want, so even in being healthy, there's certain products I want to buy that I can't afford, which yeah, is kind of, of mad still. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like you'd be broke and you're thinking... Most people, like, in my workplace, we go eat or prep and all those places. Yeah. I'm thinking chicken and chips, exactly. £2, pound, calm. I know it's not good for me, but... You say carrot and... No, 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 my friend was like... That was someone had the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so things like that. So obviously money does get you things that you need yeah. as well as you want. Mm. But just living a, I guess, a quality of life that you deemed for yourself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So if you come from a certain place, you normally want better or the same. Mm-hmm. Or you could deal with a little bit worse. I can't deal with worse than what we had. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to put my mm-hmm. children, children through yeah. that. I wouldn't. It's no fault of my parents. Mm. I can't blame them economies and circumstances but while I have the chance mm. 
to do something again this is self-pressure this is no society thing this mm. is pressure on myself from what i've seen mm-hmm. if i was to bring kids into this world i did want it to be better for them of course, already yeah. with the jobs we have we're already better off than our parents yeah. if it was to happen yeah. um but i wouldn't i personally wouldn't like class things as money and material things because some people like it yeah, i exactly. wouldn't There's i'm not gonna necessarily yeah, yeah i wouldn't base my life on it like mm-hmm. trying to obtain all the materials because that's for me gets dangerous yeah, like that yeah. but at the same time i like it so mm. i yeah. i want to achieve a certain amount of money where i'm good yeah you get what i mean there's certain people who want to achieve a certain amount of money where they can just travel there's some people who want to buy cars there's some people who want houses there's some people who just want to you know, be able to pay for a flat, yeah. have, a, have a mode of transport, whether it's a bike, yeah. a car, a bus, go for yoga and mindfulness, and they're good. But for me, you need a certain amount of money to do, to do those, those things, things yeah. especially in this society. So money is like an enabler and, was, and enables you to do things that you want. So it's not necessarily... Or a, need. Or yeah, need, yeah, exactly, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, I course, mean, yeah. if in certain cases, if you need surgery and if it's not provided yeah. by the NHS or you, it's not quick enough, yeah. maybe you might need to find private. Do you get That's what I true. mean? Yeah. So how money is these days and how it's always been, I don't think people look at it because it's like this kind of evil. Yeah. It's all right if you're not money hungry is all you yeah. think about. But you do in this, it's in the comic society. Yeah. You, yeah. I think personally you need it. And you want some nice stuff. Of course, yeah. Oh yeah, well been a very interesting conversation i'm safe to end it there yeah um once again if you want to check us out we'll be on soundcloud and when i find out exactly how to get on itunes i will make sure it's on there as well um thanks for listening in and yeah the ads and all the contact information will be in the description below thank you very much